Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is CNN Breaking News. Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper. We begin today with breaking news and new comments from President Trump based seemingly more on hope, if not desperation, rather than scientific fact as of now. Now, to be clear, before we bring you this news, we want to let you know there is no COVID-19 vaccine that is available right now that is proven to work and is proven to be safe. There is none. But President Trump just promised that every American will be able to receive a vaccine by April and that the distribution of millions of doses will begin this year. That is an assumption that the hundreds of millions of vaccines that the administration has paid for from any number of pharmaceutical companies, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, which have been paid for, that's an assumption that they will work and that they will be safe. But let us be clear, as of right now, there is no vaccine that we know works. There is no vaccine that we know is safe. And there is no new information to suggest that a vaccine will indeed be available by election day. This is a promise from the president based not on scientific fact, not on any new scientific developments. This is misinformation based, it seems obvious, on his desire to be reelected. As soon as a vaccine is approved, the administration will deliver it to the American people immediately. Distribution will begin within 24 hours after notice, we'll have manufactured at least 100 million vaccine doses before the end of the year, and likely much more than that. Hundreds of millions of doses will be available every month, and we expect to have enough vaccines for every American by April. I mean, that sounds great, except for the fact that there is no vaccine that has been proven to be effective There is no vaccine that has been proven to be safe. Now, maybe there will be, and we sure hope it's soon. And the administration is paying pharmaceutical companies for vaccines, just in case one of them works. But right now, at this moment, what he's saying, it's not true. Sadly, what is true is that the United States is on track to mark a devastating milestone, potentially as soon as this weekend. Nearly 200,000 people in the United States dead from coronavirus. The largest number of dead of any country, according to official records, despite the fact that the United States has less than 5% of the world's population. And yet tonight, President Trump will be defying the recommendations from top health experts and from his very own White House Coronavirus Task Force, holding yet another political rally in front of a packed largely maskless crowd exercising no social distancing. At his rally last night, the president mocked the socially distanced CNN town hall with Joe Biden. You're seeing images of it right there. He suggested that staying inside to stop the spread 
is akin to being in, in prison. The audience isn't quite like this. Do you see what is audience? They've got cars. They've like cars in a pocket. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. You're not allowed to go to church. You're not allowed to meet. You're not allowed to talk to anybody. You have to stay in a prison. Your home has become your prison. Now, we should note that there's a personal reason that the president is able to be so glib about this, because he is not concerned about the risk of getting infected himself at one of his rallies, as he told a reporter from the Las Vegas Review Journal, Journal earlier this week. Aren't you concerned about getting COVID, though, in an enclosed way? No, I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm more concerned about how close you are, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry about that. Because you know why? I'm, uh-huh. I'm on a stage that's very far away, uh-huh. and so I'm not at all concerned. As he said, and it's accurate, the president is on a stage, and he's very far away, so he's not concerned. Never mind the crowd in front of him and whether he should be concerned about them. We also know that President Trump gets tested for coronavirus often. And those who come in close contact with him are tested as well before they can even enter the room with him. That's testing, by the way, that is denied the rest of us. Our kids would be able to go back to school if there was universal, frequent testing of children and teachers and faculty and support staff, but there is not. So the president fails to provide that security that he has for the rest of us, and then he mocks those who take precautions, the precautions that his health experts, Burks, Fauci, Hahn, say are vital to stopping this virus from spreading, a virus that has now killed almost 200,000 people in this country. CNN's Caitlin Collins is in Minnesota for us right now where the president will hold his rally this evening. Caitlin, President Trump making a big promise to the American people just now. But like I said, there is no news in the vaccine development that would suggest that any vaccine is effective and safe. So why did he do this? Obviously, the president is looking through a lot of this in the political lens. He has been very clear and blunt about that. But Jake saying, you know, that every American could have a vaccine by April is not only incredibly ambitious, it does not echo what we've heard from a lot of the health experts who have not only talked about actually getting a vaccine, which, as you correctly note, we do not have one yet, but it's also about being able to distribute and administer a vaccine to millions of Americans, something that they say, even though they're preparing now, is still going to take several months. But Jake, This is a week where the president has undercut his own CDC director when it comes to a vaccine timeline. And so you heard the president and Dr. Scott Atlas there in the briefing room. That's the one member of the coronavirus task force who has often echoed the president's views on this. But as he said and told a reporter there in the room, Jake, sometimes he thinks he knows better than his own experts. As he touts an ambitious timeline for vaccines, President Trump is arguing that politics isn't taking priority over science when it comes to the federal government's coronavirus response. We expect to have enough vaccines for every American by April. CNN has now learned that controversial CDC guidance claiming people without COVID-19 symptoms didn't need to get tested, wasn't written by the agency's scientists, and was posted online without their approval, despite what officials claimed last month. All the docs signed off on this before it even got to the task force level. A source telling CNN Sanjay Gupta the testing document was sent to the CDC by the Department of Health and Human Services and bypassed the CDC's strict scientific review process. 
It was even posted online with basic errors using incorrect terms that sources say scientists wouldn't have let slip. The administration's testing coordinator, Admiral Jouar, told the New York Times the document was reviewed by the CDC director and other members of the White House task force in advance while acknowledging the editing was done. CDC director Dr. Robert Redfield told CNN the guidelines coordinated in conjunction with the White House coronavirus task force received appropriate attention, consultation and input from task force experts after saying earlier this week that the guidance will be updated. We've never uh, recommended against asymptomatic testing. You'll see in the clarification. It that story coming on top of another stunning headline. Newly obtained documents show the U.S. Postal Service was prepared to distribute 650 million masks to American households in April. But the White House nixed the plan because they didn't want people to panic. Instead, the masks were distributed to companies, healthcare facilities, and community organizations, with some set aside for schools, as Trump has argued that nothing more could have been done to stop the spread. I really don't think so. I think we did a very good job. Now, Jake, another headline today. Remember after Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico back in 2017, the president was so reluctant to grant more aid to Puerto Rico, calling them corrupt, saying all of these things, speaking about them as if they were part of some other U.S. or some other territory and not part of the U.S. Well, now conveniently timed shortly before the election, the president is now announcing that FEMA is going to grant about $13 billion in aid to Puerto Rico. And while the president today maintained his stance that they have corrupt politicians, in Puerto Rico. He was asked about the political implications and the political timeline here. He said that the reason it took so long was it just took a long time to get the aid package together, Jake. That is an interesting excuse. Uh, Caitlin Collins, stay with us. I want to bring CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta and Abby Phillip into this conversation. And Sanjay, I want to start with you. Um, the president says that every American will get a vaccine by April 2021. Obviously, the administration is paying for a bunch of vaccines from a bunch of pharmaceuticals, hoping one of them will work. But as of now, tell me if I'm wrong, there's no information and no new development suggesting that any of these vaccines will work definitely and are safe definitely. Is it realistic to make this promise? No, I mean, we, we are dealing with really limited information here and pretty audacious projections, Jake, to your, to your point. I mean, you know, when you go back and look at the data, uh, the phase two data, it's really a very small number of people who, who that were, you actually see the data on. You're now going to expect to see data on tens of thousands of people. But even initially, this is all blinded data. No one has seen it yet. It's going to go to an independent entity first, basically meaning we, we, we really have no idea, uh, to your point earlier, whether or not this is going to work. It's so far, it's, it's so hard to project anything based on this in terms of an actual timeline without seeing any of that data. And it seems it seems, uh, you know, a, a, a bit fruitless in terms of actually trying to make those calendars. You know, it was interesting today, Jake, <clears throat> if you looked at that briefing behind the president was Monsef Slowey. I don't know if you, you watched that. He is the chief advisor to Operation Warp Speed. I talked to him last week. He, he, he said that, look, it's, it's unlikely we're going to have enough doses by the end of the year. He was giving a very realistic timeline based on everything he knew now. When the question about the vaccine timeline was asked today, the president went to Scott Atlas, despite the fact that the person who's in charge of that entire timeline was standing right behind him. 
That's right. He we did. know what Monsef Slui has said before. Yeah, because he's actually an expert, whereas Dr. Scott Atlas, who is not an expert uh, on uh, infectious diseases, I believe he's a neuroradiologist. Is that right, Sanjay? What, what is Scott, Dr. Atlas? That's right. Yep. So, Abby, I mean, this is what he does. He calls these, I don't know what else to call them, sycophants, toadies, people who will say and do whatever the president wants them to do, people who say things that he agrees with that are politically helpful for him, like Dr. Atlas, uh, instead of Monsef Slowey, who's actually the expert here on the vaccine, not Dr. Fauci, not Dr. Burks. I mean, we've seen this before, but never when so many lives were actually at stake. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what the president does. He pushes aside the people who have actual knowledge and who are speaking based on the science and the information that they have. And he brings in people who have nothing to do with the subject. Uh, you know, sometimes even his economic advisors talking confidently about, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine for months and months, uh, even though they have absolutely no reason to be talking about anything related to science or medicine or anything like that. This is the pattern with this White House, but it is astounding that for two days in a row now, the president has gone to the podium to talk, uh, you know, futuristically about a vaccine that, that, as you pointed out, does not exist yet. And it's because this, you know, election day is coming up. I mean, it, it logically doesn't make any, a lot of sense because already the polls show the American people are distrustful of anything that seems as if the vaccine is going to be brought into this political sphere. And yet the president does it day after day after day. So it is one of those completely counterintuitive things. He's doing the very thing that the American people do not want him to right. do. Right. He's undermining. I mean, it, you know. Hopefully there will be a vaccine. Let's just say there's some miracle and there's a vaccine available tomorrow and there's like 330 million doses of it ready the day after that. None of that's going to happen. But, Caitlin, do you think he has any idea that he is undermining his own ability to get people to take that vaccine by being so nakedly political about this? In fact, he brought up Joe Biden's name trying to paint Biden as against the vaccine, which is not true. He just says he trusts the scientists like Fauci, not people like Trump. Right. That is what the president has cited to say that Joe Biden is promoting these anti-vaccine theories because the idea among the president's allies that we've spoken with is Donald Trump is not the one coming up with this vaccine. So for Joe Biden to make a statement like that, that's why they've been critical of it, saying it's obviously the scientists who are coming up with it. But the president has been obviously political here. And I think the thing that would reassure not only the president's supporters, but also even his critics is if you did let the experts speak to the timeline here and not people like Dr. Scott Atlas, who is obviously does have medical credential credentials. That's why he was brought into the White House. But of course, it's not just Monsef, who was in charge of Operation Warp Speed that was there that could have spoken to it. General Perna is actually in charge of distributing the vaccine. That's why he was brought in, because they said his his expertise in the army and knowing logistics and having this kind of background would really help them with distributing the vaccine when that time came. So he is actually the expert who could have spoken to this, yet he did not get the chance to answer that question. It was Dr. Scott Atlas who instead spoke to it, which is really notable because the administration can make this argument. You know, they can be optimistic about a vaccine. They can talk about what exactly they're doing, laying it out. But I think if they actually, the medical experts speaking to it, it would have a much different impact than having just the president and someone he brought in because he had watched him on Fox News echo things that he himself has said would make people feel differently about this situation, about what the timeline really is, because people just want people to be honest with them about what's going 
going on, not give them an overly ambitious timeline that's not realistic. And, and just to underline this point, Dr. Scott Atlas might be one of the greatest uh, neuroradiologists in the world. It's completely irrelevant to the idea of infectious diseases and vaccines, which is what we're talking about. Uh, President Trump reaches out and grabs people. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a, a dentist or an orthodontist uh, or a podiatrist. As long as it has a, a doctor or an MD after, uh, he thinks that that is equal to somebody who has spent their whole life fighting infectious diseases like Dr. Fauci. Sanjay, Caitlin, Abby, thank you so much. Coming up next, more on this breaking quote-unquote news. President Trump, without a vaccine developed and proven to be safe and effective, is already promising all Americans a dose by April, a promise he cannot responsibly make. His niece, Mary Trump, will weigh in on this and more coming up next. Plus, these aren't people waiting in line for the grocery store. This is what early voting looks like in one great commonwealth. Stay with us. Former vice president and current Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden in Hermantown, Minnesota. Uh, Jessica Dean, CNN's Jessica Dean is there where Biden just spoke. And Jessica Biden trying to make the case uh, that he's the candidate for working Americans, talking about how if you make less than $400,000 a year, you will not pay one penny more in taxes. That's right, Jake. And he really kind of foreshadowed this sort of messaging at our CNN town hall last night when he uh, threw out that line that he believes this is about Scranton, his hometown, his working class roots versus Park Avenue, which he kind of elaborated on today. You mentioned uh, he talked about the tax proposals. Uh, He also talked about uh, he wove it into uh, COVID as well. He found a way uh, to talk about how he believes that COVID response should be making sure that everyone is doing okay and that he thinks President President Trump is solely focused on Wall Street and the Dow Jones and what the stock market is doing and how those are two very different uh, ways of looking at COVID relief. He also talked about how he has a chip on his shoulder uh, with guys that look down on him who, who were born into a lot of money and he says squander them away, making that reference there to President Trump. Uh, but it's something, Jake, it is a message very, very detailed and uh, directed at white working class voters here in Minnesota and in some of the states we've seen him visiting recently. Pennsylvania, Michigan as well. Battleground states, including Minnesota, where we find Jessica Dean. Thank you so much. Back to our breaking news. Without providing any scientific evidence, President Trump moments ago declared that 100 million vaccine doses will be produced by the end of the year and every American will have a vaccine by April. But of course, there is not yet any safe, provenly efficacious vaccine. There just isn't. And as we know with President Trump, his promises should be taken with a grain of salt, considering in February he told us the warm weather would get rid of the virus and has time and time again told us that the virus is under control when, in fact, we're about to hit 200,000 dead any day now. Joining me now to discuss President Trump is his niece, Mary Trump. She has a new book on the president called Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. Um, uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Mary. We appreciate it. So, Uh, Your uncle, the president, just told Americans uh, something that's not based in where the science is right now, that 100 100 million doses of a coronavirus vaccine will be ready by January. There isn't an approved vaccine yet. Now, obviously, if one gets approved, there is the infrastructure. The administration has paid pharmaceutical companies for it. And God, we all, all hope that happens. But right now, there is no proven, safe, effective vaccine. Why does he do this? He's learned from a lot of experience that uh, he gets away with a lot of his lies. So, you know, why not try again? Um, Beyond that, though, it suits his narrative. 
he can't let anybody think that he's behind the curve or that we're in the desperate situation we're in because of his willful inaction. So it's a way to change the subject and make people feel good about something, no matter how illusory, no matter how dishonest. And it's, as with so many things he does, it's it's really dangerous. I feel like I say that all the time these days, but it, it happens to be true. This is this is reckless and it's there's no basis in reality for this. Uh, I mean, vaccines are, first of all, extraordinarily complicated to um, invent. Secondly, deploying them, uh, the logistics of deploying them are in, enormously complicated. So um, I, I have to just say that he may not be calling on the scientist who will speak those truths, but they're adult human beings. They're perfectly capable of saying, excuse me, but it is not true that we can have a safe and effective vaccine within six months or whatever Donald's saying. Um, just moments ago, President Trump was asked if he's looking to replace the FDI, FBI director that he appointed, Christopher Wray. Uh, this comes after Wray told Congress that Russia was a bigger threat to the election than China. And after Wray called uh, Antifa an ideology, not an organization, apparently President Trump took issue uh, with these assessments by the FBI director. Uh, take a listen uh, to your uncle answering the question about the, the director of the FBI's future. We're looking at a lot of different things, and uh, I, don't, I did not like his answers yesterday, and I'm not sure he liked them either. I'm sure that he probably would agree with me. Antifa's bad, really bad, and if you look at it, Who's the big problem? The big problem is China. And we can have others also, and I'm not excluding anybody, but the big problem is China. And why he doesn't want to say that, that certainly bothers me. So just a couple things here. I mean, what uh, FBI Director Ray testified was that when it comes to violent groups, uh, it would seem that white supremacists were the biggest threat within the bucket of ones that are racially based. Uh, And then... About China, I, th- I think it's uh, pretty much established among the intelligence agencies that China is the bigger threat writ large. But when it comes to election threats, it's Russia. He doesn't like people disagreeing with him publicly, and it doesn't matter how good they are at their job. Yeah, and I mean, I would rephrase that. They're not disagreeing with him. They're telling him factually accurate. Sorry, they're giving him factually accurate information. And he's pretending that he knows better, even though he has absolutely no facts to uh, to back up what he's saying. So that's worse, you know, uh, because in the process, he's undermining the American people's uh, confidence in institutions and agencies that are in place to protect us. So uh, it's, it's incredibly damaging. Uh, Yesterday, uh, a former top uh, Pence aide, a Homeland Security aide uh, who worked for the vice president and was on the coronavirus task force from day one, actually there when Trump asked Pence to head the uh, organization, uh, Olivia Troy uh, came forward uh, in a new ad for Republican voters against Trump in which she said that President Trump said, oh, maybe this, I'm paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of maybe COVID isn't such a bad thing, then I won't have to shake hands with all these disgusting people. Uh, The White House says he never said anything like that. You obviously have known the president for quite some time. Does that sound like something he would say? 
Of course. It's, a, it's precisely the kind of thing he would say. And it makes me wonder again why people who support him are okay with that because they're the ones he's describing with the word disgusting. The president told Bob Woodward uh, that he knew back in February that this virus uh, could be transmitted through the air uh, and also was deadlier than the flu. Um, But obviously, uh, that's not what he told the public at the time. He said the flu was deadlier. Uh, He dismissed uh, all of the concern from Democrats as a hoax. Their concern wasn't real. Um, So you're a psychologist in addition to knowing uh, the president. Why would he leave Americans in the dark why would he mislead about this virus, knowing that it, that deception could actually cost people their lives because they did not know how deadly this virus was as he downplayed it for weeks, if not months? Because he doesn't care what happens to American people. And for various reasons, he believed it was to his benefit to keep it secret or to downplay it. Look, we have so much damning information. That quote is damning. The recent news that the post office was going to send out in excess of 650 million masks. And the White House torpedoed that idea because they didn't want to panic people. I mean, th- we're getting to the point where this, is, this isn't just negligent. It's, it's willfully criminal. Uh, imagine how many tens of thousands of Americans would still be with us if we had all been wearing masks provided to us for free by the American government. It's mind boggling. Mary Trump, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. The book again is Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. We'll be right back after this quick break. This Sunday morning, you don't want to miss State of the Union. Our guests include White House Coronavirus Task Force Testing Czar Admiral Brett Giroir. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and John Stewart with New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand talking about a new cause to help American veterans. It's only on CNN at 9 a.m. at noon Eastern Sunday. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Jake Tapper. You can tweet the show at The Lead CNN. Our coverage on CNN continues right now. I will see you Sunday morning. And to those celebrating, Happy New Year. Shana Tova. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 